We are Sex Bomb. We are here to sell out and make money and stuff. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by. I'm Chad, and bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? I'm Mark. Yeah, I mean, there was no other option. Yeah, that was the only option. I actually uh, did have another option that I said to Chad, and he was like, uh, no, we're doing bread makes you fat. Do you want to Do you want to go through that real quick? Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, uh-huh, I'm prepared as always. Okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm Chad, and you're the scum of the earth. Oh, thanks. I meant, or sorry, I meant to say salt. I said it wrong first. You gotta (laughs) read it. I did the bit wrong. Okay. Uh, You're the salt of the earth. Oh, thanks. I'm Mark. I meant scum of the earth. Wonderful. So on this show, that was the other. Yeah, great. Did we make the right choice? I think with some rehearsal, it could have been great. I love that. Maybe that line. Yeah. Uh, on this show, as you probably know by now, we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. We talk about are each individual favorites. We talk about the best picture winner. And then in the fifth slot, we like to throw in something else from that year that we either find notable. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it probably a bit at the end of this episode, but going forward, we're going to try and pick movies that one or two of us have not seen before because uh, we're hitting a lot of movies that are classics. But when we looked at 2010 and we saw that this movie was in front of us, we were like, we had to cover it. And Honestly, I feel like, several of us almost picked this movie and we're like yes it feels like a bad look to um, not it's not actually my favorite but is a very influential movie right so on best pictures today we are talking about the 2010 cult classic that features two marvel captains and the world's first superhero vegan and since we all have seen it and we didn't want to just hear our voices over and over again Right. Talking about. We've had at least like 70 episodes of that by now. <laughs> 70 episodes of that. And a Actually movie more. about. We've a, had more than 100. Yeah. Um, and a movie about a boy chasing after his manic pixie dream girl, seemingly, right? Um, we decided we needed a guest. <laughs> so you didn't just hear us talk about bullshit. We need someone other than a boy to talk about this. Right. And so. I am introducing to the show, Callie Smith. Thank you for coming, Callie. Hello. I am here to bring some uh, gay woman energy. Exactly. <laughs> or bi woman energy, I guess, to the, um, uh, to the equation here. I mean, really Ramona energy, right? Like, Ramona is yeah. a bisexual icon, I would imagine. A curious icon, <laughs> um, she would say. Curious, at the very least. Yes. I'm curious. Um, or by furious. Um, good line, very good line. Uh, it it is funny. There are parts of line. that section that don't age well, no. but uh, that line ages yep. mm, like a fine line. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's like a TikTok sound made 10 years before TikTok was made. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we wanted to have Kelly on because you are a giant Scott Pilgrim fan. You saw mm-hmm. it when it came back to theaters. Am I right in that? Yes, in the 4K. How was that? Yes. It was it was such an interesting like theater experience because I've gone to a couple of those like you know we're releasing this in theaters or whatever right. things and normally it's like a much older crowd and it was such an interesting thing to be with younger people your age who are all being very quiet watching this movie we've all seen mm. before but we just love it and honor it so much that we're right. just like yes <laughs> we must not say a word we must respect this art <laughs> like you know like it's it was interesting. It was really cool, actually. 
Yeah, that's something I, yeah, you're, you're definitely right that the age group does tend to skew old. I went to like a 40th Raiders of the Lost Ark screening right. and it truly was like a bunch of older people. Um, there were some of us youngins there, but I yeah, I don't like know. The 2001 A Space Odyssey was like the same vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mark, you went to that one. I went to that. It was not very many people in there when I was in there. It was like an IMAX screening with maybe 10 people. Yeah. Um, so I did not really catch in a, a demographic because right. really, not enough so data. <laughs> um, this one, I, like, it's one it's hard. Go ahead. Students Mark. at work told me that after prom they went to Scott Pogrom in theaters for the first time, mm. and I was like, I like it made me so happy that teens mm-hmm. are still like enjoying this movie and experiencing it for the first time. That does make me excited, but at the same time, like, I kind of wish the teens had their own Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Which maybe they, sure do, they do, and I don't know what it is, but I feel like I would know what it is, and yeah. I don't think I do. Um, I don't that know, is like, an interesting question. What is the Gen Z Scott what Pilgrim? What is Gen Z Scott Pilgrim? I can't think I of one. Maybe it hasn't it been made yet. Really? Yeah. yeah, maybe it, it has Stranger happened. Things? I mean, no, that's I a show. Really know. And also, that's like for, for Gen everyone. X more than anybody, honestly. Uh, honestly though bringing up stranger things does bring up an interesting point of is it a streaming thing that i'm not thinking of because i'm thinking of my theatrical experiences with scott if it's something it's almost definitely a streaming thing i would think so but i i'm trying to think something that's like permeated was it like to all the boys no because that was yeah i mean people liked that but it's just it's Mm -hmm. not the I don't, is it Euphoria maybe, but that's serious. I don't know. I don't know yeah. of anything that is like this weird right. that is yeah. like out right now. I don't think yeah. anything exists after this or before this that does everything that this movie does. You know what I mean? Like there, this movie has had influence, but there hasn't been like direct ripoffs, copycats that I can think of. Um, no. I think it's just too hard to do what this movie does. Like, have yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but like the rhythm and the like music of this mm-hmm. movie, you know, that permeates like every inch of it is like so unique. And I feel yeah. like if somebody tried to mimic that, they just like fall flat on their face, and everybody knows like it's just let's just leave that to Edgar. I mean, right. But even, <laughs> right. even like Baby Driver, like yeah. I liked when it came out, but it, I I don't think I would feel the way about baby driver now that i do about like scott pilgrim now and it's been so much longer with scott pilgrim i do think there's some older gen z's who are really into baby driver um but i i was not hot on that movie coming out of it yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, maybe because I'm a hero and knew it was going to be canceled. No, I, <laughs> right. so brave I, for not liking it. Uh, so brave. No, I, there was something. Effect. There was something about it where I was like, it's trying to have fun without while still being serious, and I just kind of wish that it was funny. And it was like funny in parts, but it was like trying to not. It, it felt like Edgar Wright was trying to be like, well, I don't make just comedies. And it's like, it's fine mm. if you do, man. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like, I don't make just comedies. I make some like Tarantino-esque, you know, crime movies. And it's like, those are kind of comedies. I th- I think that may have actually been what it, it felt like mm. it was 
let I know God I'm going to be massacred by anybody who listens to this but it it does it did feel a little more Edgar Wright by way of Tarantino than pure Edgar Wright to me I think I see where you're coming from but I also just see Edgar Wright's like footprint or fingerprint over I know that's why I wasn't like fully firm in that because there is still the Edgar Wright isms but it just was like there was something the parts off. where the parts where it's more Edgar Wright, right? Where he is yeah. truly just doing his thing. The opening, the mm-hmm. I mean, the first I'd say like ten minutes of that movie, right? Are like peak. Amazing. Like that, that movie should be the whole time, like the right. bell bottoms and the Harlem Shuffle sequence, and then like I don't know. Once things like people actually talk and like things slow down, yeah. like the rhythm gets lost, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that this movie doesn't lose its rhythm. Like, yeah, this oh, movie wow. stays equally as weird and balanced and funny yeah and incredibly like intense actiony uh throughout it's it's... and it like it just has random explosions of weirdness like i mean i we need to get into megaplex right (laughs) yes we're talking about too much about this is the problem when we talk about really (laughs) iconic movie right it's just want to get right into it (laughs) yeah like like last episode with king's speech we just could not stop talking about king's speech in the beginning and the end dying to talk about the stammering king uh, um, but but I think yeah the, the the explosions of weirdness that you guys are talking about a lot of the comedies we've talked about on this show are that 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 definitely seems to be the kind of comedies that as a collective podcast we respond really well to you know we've talked yeah. about some other comedies here and there but the ones where all three of us have been fairly on board are your hot rods your mm-hmm. wet hot American summer your Napoleon dynamites um but you know movies like that i think that this movie i don't know if it's i think that like there are moments in hot rod that are weird like mm. a, a handful and there are moments in wet hot that are weird but like uh-huh. <laughs> this movie i think stays i i don't know i i feel like there are moments in this movie where you genuinely are like what the fuck is happening and the characters are also like what the fuck is happening and there are like maybe a dozen of them Yes, but I think that's a little more. This has a more like flashy style to yeah, it that, 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 yeah. that doesn't because I think those other examples get just as fucking weird in very many yeah. scenes. I think that Wet Hot and um, Hot Rod, for example, they both almost feel like they're set in a different world universe uh, where like, the where, rules are different similar right. to this one but scott pilgrim is like that same rule to like a 10th degree where like this feels like a lot like an anime right. inspired uh yeah. grunge uh rock and roll world yeah video and game it's, world it's a stylization yeah. too right yeah, uh, it's, right. it's the fact that this is weird and stylized whereas hot rod and, and wet hot are like hey here's the weirdest shit you've ever seen played dead straight serious like and it looks like a like normal, normal comedy like, it's a normal comedy movie exactly. but there is a talking beans thing and you are just gonna have to reckon with that yeah but yeah. it's shot you like your studio that. comedy but right. like i think edgar has like just this editing rhythm that is just mm-hmm. so like hypnotic yeah. The special mm-hmm. effects in this movie are amazing. Yeah. Um, and just like the music, I I don't know. We we gotta talk about Megaplex. Hey, we Chad, what, what have you Plex. seen in movie theaters recently? Old, old, so old. old. M Night Shyamalan's latest flick. Uh, has everyone here seen Old? I know Cody and Mark. Mark, you saw Old, right? I've seen Old. Kelly, have you seen Old? 
Yes. I uh, am a fan of old. I don't know about you guys. Here's the thing. Old's good. Um, Old is gold, if you ask me. Old slaps. Okay. (laughs) Across the board. I know this is a divisive movie, but here's the thing. You just gotta hand it to the man. <laughs> like, made him, he was the only filmmaker brave enough to make a movie about a beach that makes you old. It's um, memes aside, right? Yeah, it is so specifically a M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, yeah. In the ways that people don't always give M Night Shyamalan movies credit, they're always mm-hmm. like focus on the twist and that mm-hmm. stuff. This is the full on earnest elevated B yeah. movie yeah. Mm-hmm. like all the shit he has always done in the village the sixth sense like all of signs. those where it is like yeah. signs where it is like yeah it's big a, science energy in this one now big science big. energy yeah yeah and that's big like village energy as well also very big the village energy and people don't like that movie and i think that it's movie's movie. really good no i think that movie's great yeah he's yeah. got a very like specific uh cinema language that he tells stories through and i don't know it's just it's this very specific like energy to this movie i it's hard to like put a finger on what about it that works because like i was talking about this with a couple of friends since i've seen it because i can't stop thinking about this movie but like yeah if you if you take like individual parts of this movie seems bad it seems like the the acting is yeah. you know talked about there's not very not a single performance i would nominate for a picky in this movie I, sure not, not that they're all bad but none of them are i don't like think they're bad but they're doing what they natural. need to do a they're, couple they're doing the m night yeah. non-natural thing yeah which is not yeah. does not it lend is. itself to it nomination is. well <laughs> feels like a feels like a choice an m night choice for yeah. sure not exactly sure what the choice is doing but it's interesting <laughs> I feel like people always talk about how like this movie is not natural, and it's like, have you seen a Wes Anderson movie? Yeah, yeah, it's that's also unnatural acting. I think that Lynch movie, uh, Carson is like picky worthy, in my opinion. I'm not going to say no. He's probably the best performance in the movie. Yeah, for sure. But also, like the the doctor character. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think is great. I think that all of the performances are really, really good. They're just not what we They're not like real are people. tuned you know I mean? into thinking. Yeah. It's, it's not Joaquin Phoenix being the Joker, which is now right. what we think is the only good type of performance. We've stopped right. giving credit to fulfilling the director's vision of being these mm-hmm. kind of weird it's mm-hmm. i don't know there's I mean, the complaints I know. that like the kids are annoying what kid talks like that and it's like well have you talked every child kid. yeah every, every child. kid's got their weird thing <laughs> nothing felt truer to me than yes. the young alex wolf walking up to people saying hi what's your name and occupation yeah like, yes. really right <laughs> such a weird thing that a kid would actually do actually um, do and it's the <laughs> I'm going to get to the fundamental problem of how people engage with movies. Sure. It's it's this movie, if you go at it with a cinema sense lens, you're going to think it's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. Sure. Because yeah. it, like, it is silly that yeah. these rocks use magnets to make you old. Yeah. It is silly. <laughs> that's silly, for sure. It's fucking yeah. but like bananas. But that's but not what it's really who about. Who cares? Yeah. What if it's people... not what that movie's really trying to say. It's not what it's about. Like right. It's not about magic rocks. 
Like, and if it is, fuck you. It's fine. About the ending, you know, it's not. Right. There are a lot of people going, oh, God, this was so predictable. I saw the twist coming and I was like, who cares? Who the fuck cares? The twist is that they get old. That's yeah. the you know what I The twist is the the pharmaceutical thing. Yeah. But who yeah. cares? What who cares? I didn't see coming was the uh, calcium deficient girls like final act body horror. Yeah, yeah. That that was was unbelievable scene. So, so creepy good. and so weird. And that's one thing I love about this movie is it goes back and forth from so many different like types of genres. Like yes. it's mm. a survival thriller, and then it's just like unhinged body horror in a couple mm. of moments. Um, it's, it's quite like funny touching, at times. It's very funny, touching, touching family, family drama. drama. Yeah, yeah, like very meditative movie. about life mm-hmm. and yes. to how yeah. we age. And it's yeah. just there's that sequence towards the end with the parents that like mm-hmm. was wildly the touching on the beach. A, yeah, like, in yes. a way I was not yeah. expecting. Unbelievable. Really, the yeah. sandcastle scene. It's it's one of those really, movies I mean, where yes. when I walked out of it, I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. and then have been thinking about it and it's good yeah (laughs) like you know i was like i think this is good but i've really got to sit with it for a second and it's like this is an m night Shyamalan movie and that doesn't mean there's a crazy twist it means a different thing it's one of the weirdest movies i've seen this year Uh, i also saw pig which was another weird movie for other reasons but i think we'll talk about that in a couple weeks probably uh when mark gets a chance to see it um but yeah, it's it's a really weird movie, but I like weird movies. Weird movies I are think good. It's, it's good yeah. and it's it's okay if it's silly and doesn't make sense. Yes. I don't I don't understand why we've got this fixation on everything has to be the Joker. Um, which is <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, that, I know that's one of my favorite invoked. punching bags, but it, it does sometimes seem well, it's we, like and hey, there's an actor who gave a wildly non-natural M. Night Shyamalan performance that I think is fucking great. Like, Joaquin yes. Phoenix says, what's his yeah. name, Meryl In or Signs. It's a good performance and it's great. different. Oh, I thought it was The Village. And in The Village, yeah. Oh, also yeah, I in it. about that. Also very good in The Village. <laughs> yep, he's pretty wild in The Village. Very yep. good. M. Night Shyamalan movies are about faith often in really mm-hmm. interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one you could definitely make an argument of in the sense of like yeah. lack of faith because they're just as like, there's no way out for these people. They are mm-hmm. just accepting their fate. Um, I Also just good. about like I the futility I, I think, of um, like, like, cause the whole beach is like a metaphor of life everybody. and aging and oh, are we good? Okay, are we good again? It seems like we're back. Okay, we're good. Okay, uh, <laughs> the whole thing feels like a, uh, the whole beach is like a metaphor for life and aging and like leaving the beach sort of represents like the futility of, you know, our day to day. And yeah. the longer you like try at a task that isn't getting you where you need to go, uh, the more futile it is. Um, yeah, it's just, we, we, we get the criticism a lot that like, well, everything's a big $200 million blockbuster now. But I think on the flip side of that, we have, well, every drama has to be hyper naturalistic and mm-hmm. ha- super like serious and an actor showcase and all that stuff. And yeah. I think those things are equal problems. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, I don't know I if I agree do. with, I don't know if I agree with you, but I see. Your I speech. don't either. I'm just mad yeah. that people don't like this movie. Right. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> Old is good. It's, Old is, um, uh, but so Old are those great. other dramas. Yeah, um, I just 
cinema sins has broken everybody's brains. It's it's the worst. And also just like the idea of like this guy has made, you know, four bad movies. He can't make another good movie ever. It's like, no, <laughs> he's made lots of good movies. Recently. And like his last four movies have been pretty good from the visit to the two mm-hmm. unbreakable sequels. I think the problem then... is that he he gets blamed for ruining a very beloved franchise yeah, um, which that. i think is I much mean, more on the studio than it really was yes, on him yes um so i think that's part of it right is everybody's just like yeah. he hurt my childhood and i cannot yeah. forget it he ruined the <laughs> beloved character ong um yeah as we all it's, call him it's i i just <laughs> If, if I was in charge of things, I would just say people aren't allowed to say M. Night Shyamalan's a bad filmmaker. I think, <laughs> I think you're not allowed to say yeah. that. It's my personal opinion. The government is allowed to like take you from your home if you say M. Night Shyamalan. I kind of think bad. so. Yeah. Guys, he plays the director essentially in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's his best cameo. Was he, I? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is not a spoiler because I was wrong. I thought that he we've was already the, spoiled the movie. It's fine. I thought that he was playing the kid that was introduced in the beginning. No, when no. that when he showed up, I was like, I know this twist. That's the kid. He got old. No. And then the kid showed up again, and I was like, Fuck. Oh. <laughs> there was a moment when I thought that too, Mark, but I immediately dismissed it. I yeah. didn't, but that's because I was just like, I'm aboard for the ride. Like, mm-hmm. just right. Just, I see, wasn't I trying to guess it. Yeah. I can't quite turn off the I'm looking for the twist part of my brain. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah. See, yeah. I just I I was like, I'm not too worried about it because he always right. like treats me well. Um, I just <laughs> that's think- how I should approach M. Night Shyamalan movie, but it didn't ruin my experience at all because like, from, yeah, for the most part, it was really just those quieter moments with M. Night where I was like, oh, is this the thing that's building to the twist? But right. When I'm in the middle of like a pregnancy sequence that's just like yeah. full on mm-hmm. body horror and like also pretty funny like in the right. background yeah you got Objective. the dad explaining to alex wolf like what you just did that's how babies are made it's so <laughs> I just funny i the moment where you also hear him in the background go i'm gonna marry her as soon as we go <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i i just think oh, the fact that m night Shyamalan takes these characters to a beach and it's like here watch this show and then he's watching from above and uh-huh. then he says, oh, it's over. Like, you know, like he's yeah. he's playing the director of the movie and he they're putting yeah. on the play for it. It's, this it's movie's weird, good. Like, it's a weird, cool meta, like yes. reading on the story. Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It's great. Um, we should talk about other movies we've seen at the Megaplex. Uh, Cody, what have you seen? Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, uh, no. I saw Stillwater. Yeah. I saw Stillwater. <laughs> Did you? I did. Stillwater is a good movie. <laughs> I'm just, it is very, very good. It is a best picky contender um, wow. because Matt Damon is very good in it. He is playing an Oklahoma like blue collar worker, looks eerily familiar to a lot of people I have, am like, related to or have encountered in my life it's it's a very like specific type of character that i think he's playing with a sense of like he's not being like campy with the performance if that makes sense he's not being like judgmental of the people which i think people can sometimes do when they're playing it's not hillbilly elegy in other words (laughs) um (laughs) and 
it's very compelling. It's a long movie. It is a much different movie than I thought it was based on the trailers. The trailers kind of make it seem like Taken. And it's not. It is a character drama about a certain type of American learning how to live in France is truly what the majority of the movie is. And there's thriller elements and there's like a little bit of a mystery element, but a lot of it's kind of like this off kilter, not quite romance. It's here's the thing, though, Cody, Uh you have this movie ranked two slots higher than old. Uh-huh. I stand by it. It's messed up. Stillwater's very good. <laughs> it is Tom McCarthy directing it, the guy who won Best Picture for Spotlight. There are moments of this that feel very spotlight, like going door to door trying to figure something out. And then it just really becomes this like different movie for a large chunk of it. I it was a I never fully knew what was going to happen in it and not in a mystery sense, but it truly like, um, it it just carried me along. I saw people saying kind of like the tonal things, like there are a lot of kind of tonal shifts and they were just saying like, it's a French co-production, which sort of makes sense. Apparently I'm not that Mm. up on French cinema, but it seems to play a little weirder than a traditional american approach to this um it's really good it's i don't know <laughs> it's good matt damon's very good in that um abigail breslin plays his daughter who uh is in prison um for a crime she maybe didn't commit um oh is very... the movie ambiguous about that <clears throat> no <laughs> but but for a large portion of the movie it is gotcha but you do get an answer by the end you fully get an answer and it's mess it's messier than you expect Mm -hmm. um which i think is good uh, that's an interesting yeah that's a good decision uh uh, the thing is the amanda knox story is in itself very messy and not as clear-cut as it seems I had to consult my, uh, I won't name them on the pod in case they don't want to be named, but I had to consult my true crime expert and say like, <laughs> Mark knows who it is. Um, I had to consult her and be like, so where, I, I watched the doc, but where did we land on this? Like, what is the thing? And the answer is she was legally acquitted. And uh, there are still a lot of questionable things. Um so everybody entitled to their own opinion on that, but I don't think it's as clear cut as the person involved tweeting about it <laughs> would make it seem to be. Um, so anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> so you would you would recommend it? I I want I want you. I mean, Callie, you don't. You're not on this show. You're not in, in like have to watch anything <laughs> here. But I I do want Mark and Chad to watch it because it is what it's a lot. It's fully about Matt Damon um, and that dad character, and there's some really interesting stuff being done there. And we're having a Matt and Ben year because we've got Last yeah, Duel sure coming mm-hmm. and. Is the horny movie coming out this year? I can't remember. Maybe it got pushed the to 2022. Movie. There are so, so many horny movies this year. Yeah, you have to be more right specific. Now. The one he's in with Ana de Armas that's directed by the Adrian Lynn. I think that's coming out this year, but maybe it got delayed. Oh, man. Um, that's going to be a weird movie to watch now. 
it's gonna be a weird movie to fucking mm-hmm. promote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boy. I'm just glad Ben's happy again. I mean, come on. Like if ben. Ben's doing well, come on. Him sitting on top of his yacht, touching the butt, staring good off into him. the distance. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Everyone <laughs> just wants to touch a butt on a boat. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. I, I hope him and Jen do another movie. Like they redeem themselves for Geely. Like I would love to mm. see her post Hustlers, him post The Way Back and Last Duel, where like Ben is really doing interesting acting again. Are you saying Ben is back? <sighs> yeah. I would I would love for them to just make a Geely sequel <laughs> where they just go back to the beach where they left that guy. Hey and- Mark, have you seen Geely? I don't think they can make a sequel in 2021. <laughs> I'm just I, saying. I, was I don't thinking, think you can have Justin Bartha come back. As... That's true. I was just thinking the other day about the end of Geely, and it made me really mad. Where they <laughs> leave Justin Bartha on a beach unattended and drive away. Oh my god! Because I haven't seen Geely, don't. But read a Wikipedia summary. It's yeah, there's there's insane. some. <laughs> there is some really good Ben projects on the way. Um, he's directing some army movie called Ghost Army. He's in the next George Clooney movie. I think which they is renamed Ghost Army the Tomorrow War. Uh, shut up. Um, he's also in the next Robert Rodriguez movie, which Ben Affleck Ooh. in a Rob Rod movie is fascinating to me. A detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program. No, that's okay. The, that's the Matt Damon movie. <laughs> oh no! I mean that sounds pretty good. It's written by the guy who wrote. All the MonsterVerse movies. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i very excited for Ben and Matt to both be uh, back. So that is what I saw. Um, Callie, what? You know, you're here. You go I'm to the Megaplex. I do. What did you see? Um, well, it has been a slower period for me because uh, gestures at life. Um, but I went and saw The Green Knight first Mm. thing on saturday morning yes cool way to kick off the weekend uh um but yeah it's a good movie um it's a great movie big fan yeah it took me it took me a while after it finished kind of like uh wrap my head around it and where i landed on it especially because i don't know it's been a long time since i thought about the good old myth of gowan and the green knight um i don't even know it I don't like know. I truly don't like know the story at all. And I've kind oh, of cool. heard that that might be to the detriment of me enjoying the movie. Would you say that's the case? I don't think that's necessarily the case. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um it's it's I don't know. Do you guys want me to give you the like real brief rundown of what of what the the myth is? Sure. Yeah, without yeah. the ending, I guess. Without the ending. Okay. Yeah. So like Gowan um whenever everything pops off it's not a knight i believe yeah gowan is king arthur's nephew and he's just hanging at the round table with some knights on christmas vibing vibing on christmas who's king King arthur this is very important to me uh king arthur is a possibly (laughs) fictional character in english history no fuck off who plays him I actually oh, don't know. I can't remember right now. Um, Damn it. I'm looking it up. He's good. He looked familiar. Is it Joel will... Edgerton? Is that who Joel yeah. Edgerton is playing? Okay. Uh, He's playing no. Lord. It's, it's like Ralph Innocent. That's who? the Green Knight, fam. Uh, it, Ralph Innocent? He He's playing the Green Knight. I thought. Plays, 
Uh, you're right. Um, oh, Sean Harris. Sean Harris. Sean Harris. Mission Impossible, I think. Yes, he's Solomon Solomon Lane. That's yes. what it is. Yes. I knew I recognized <laughs> him. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in Prometheus as well. He's really good as King Arthur. Hell yeah. But anyway, though, right? Sorry. Arthur's there. <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. Gowan's vibing. Everybody's vibing. It's Christmas. It's the round table. Everybody's having a good time. And the Green Knight comes in and he's like, yo, one of your knights, prove your bravery, whatever. Play this game with me. Hit me in a way hit me however you decide to hit me if you can land a blow on me in a year's time you have to come seek me out and i will land the exact same blow on you no matter what it was whatever you did well fuck yeah (laughs) and good old gallon thinking he's a smart guy is like "Mm, i know what'll what'll do it that uh will make sure he doesn't get back up and i don't have to face any repercussions and uh, he lops the old head off and the green knight picks up in his, his head and is like, all right, see you in the year. <laughs> and then most of the movie, that's like the first five minutes of the movie. Most yeah. of the movie is his journey like a year later trying to get to the chapel where he is supposed to meet the green knight. And trying to work up the courage to actually do it. And yeah. like, it's about him. Like he's not a knight, but everyone that meets him is like, Hey, look, a knight. He's like, Hey, it's I, a knight. Yeah. I'm not a knight. Please stop calling me a knight. And it's about like, what does it mean to be a knight? Is it something you earn or is it some, a title that's just given to you? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's great. also about it. being able to face the repercussions of, you know, the originally anytime you i was told this story as a kid i was like and the, it was like the moral is you reap what you sow sometimes right and it's about being able to face the repercussions of yeah sometimes that is how it be and uh mm. boy if you if you uh whack a head off you gotta be prepared to get at your head whacked off too at some point you know and he kind of he can't say he didn't warn him like he, uh, he, he fully, straight explicitly, up, warned explicitly, them. explicitly laid it out like <laughs> so how does this feel as like it sort of seems like this is a24's first blockbuster kind of in ways but you know it's very much like an a24 and david lowry movie. right like right, it does right. not it does oh, not yeah. feel like David Lowry compromised anything to make this more accessible at his, all. His next movie is Peter Pan and Wendy. What what is my man's gonna do with, with that for Disney? It is I think for it's Disney. Be like the same vibe as his Peach Dragon, you know, which is still a wild vibe yeah, for like yeah. a Peter Absolutely. Pan and Wendy it's, thing. Like they chose really to hire him again rather than hire like somebody who's just going to give you Peter Pan and Wendy. Like yeah, there's a very I specific mean, thing he's going to do with it. I don't think that Peach Dragon remake was like a financial success, but I no. think that they were actually happy with it as like a piece of artistic output. So I think, you mm-hmm. know, they hired him again. Cause they're like, yeah, I mean, we yeah, gave, I need to you, re-watch like, that we gave movie. you the shittiest property that no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty niche. And you yeah, actually did sure. something with it. So yeah. Mm. You know. I need to rewatch it because when I watched it for the first time, I was watching it like in my grandmother's house, my whole family, whole extended family. And my grandmother keeps it at 85 degrees in her house. And like, it was like during Christmas time and I didn't want to be there because I wanted to go do something else. And like, I was not paying attention and it was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So I need to like rewatch it because it's sort of, I mean, it's a Disney movie by David Lowry. I don't know. It's, I feel it's like- It's wild that that exists. It's, much it's less insane. It's going to exist again. It's going like, to exist again. That's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. 
I mean, I um, guess we are getting Barry Jenkins Lion King too. Yeah, so what is like, Disney doing? I mean, if they're gonna good. make these live action sequels and remakes and what have yous, uh, I'd rather them hire these kind of filmmakers. And I think make I think for I think for every like literal Lion King or a Beauty and the Beast, it seems like Little Mermaid's gonna be pretty literal because it's Rob Marshall. Yeah. It seems like for every one of those, they're going to give us a weird one because right. like. Chad hasn't seen Cruella yet, which is a good movie. I will uh-huh. see it when it drops on free Disney Plus. Callie, have you seen Cruella? That's fair. Yeah, and I would say Cruella is half a good movie. Mm, I think it's oh, full a good movie. <laughs> I'm on oh, its way. I, I, it's the fine. first half of that movie, I am fully on board for it, and then it kind of loses me in the in the second half. Cruella That's fine. Is, it's fucking nine long. hours long. Yeah, it's <laughs> so long for some reason. Yeah. Also by an auteur with Disney history, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, we'll get those or we'll get Peter Pan and Wendy. And like, I think we're going to have these weird ones, our Lion King 2s, in between the more like straightforward ones that are going to be the financial successes. And then they're going to be like, I don't know, Peter Pan and Wendy, it seems like that's going to be a pain in the ass to reboot. Let's just give it to somebody who has a weird take on it. I mean, and yeah. there have been a thousand Peter Pan movies recently. So yeah. I'm looking for a new take. Um, by the way, if you have not looked at David Lauer's Wikipedia picture, just do yourself a favor, take a glance. Uh, and the other thing I will say about the Green Knight is um, an interlude is not an intermission. If, if the screen says interlude, that's not a permission to go to the bathroom. I'll say that to five people in my audience. That's funny. Oh, wow. That's a. Oh, boy. That's a picture. He's got a, he's got a mustache. He's got quite the look. He's got like a crime of a mustache. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> That's how I feel too. <laughs> and he's got the same birthday as my dad, December 26th. Oh, look at that. The day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Same birthday yeah. as oh. my first boyfriend. Shout out to that guy. Hey, shout, to that guy. <laughs> shout out to that guy. Um, uh, by the way, uh, The Green Knight takes place like on christmas and the week before christmas so a holiday movie it yes. is a holiday movie a very is that gonna weird be the new... flex of a holiday movie if you put that on at christmas <laughs> the new uh yes. film twitter like hot take around christmas time will be oh absolutely oh yeah christmas it's already movie. the film twitter hot nice um oh Mark. also dev oh. patel hot last dev patel. We, we do need to mention that extremely dev hot. hot boy summer dev patel summer yeah oh and one more chicken uh uh barry keegan still fucking crazy yeah like he showed up i was like oh no <laughs> this oh, guy's no. bad news <laughs> I, he, he is so often that that it his casting in eternals i'm like surely he's not the bad guy there right like surely it's a subversion but we'll see we'll see <laughs> Um, I mean, he's not the bad guy in Why the Last Man, I guess, since he's the main character, but, you know, we'll give him that one. Guys, I started looking at the cast list for Peter Pan and Wendy, and so Molly Parker from Madeline, Madeline, or Madeline's Madeline is, um, is the mom. I doubt she has a big role, but, like, she's in it. Alan Tudyk plays the dad. Okay. Mm, Jim Gaffigan is Mr. Smee. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's really good casting. Jude Law as Captain Hook. Good. Very good. They apparently offered that to Adam Driver and he went, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but Adam Driver would be be good. good. But it's fine. Jude Law's fine. Adam Driver should work with David Lowry. That would be great. In a Disney movie. Yes. I would love to see him in a non-Disney David Lowry movie. Yeah, but 
I want to see I want to see Adam Driver's next blockbuster because like it's gonna happen hopefully yeah I don't know we'll see enjoy the next 10 years waiting for that (laughs) oh I know oh yeah um the person playing Wendy Darling her name is Ever Anderson she's the daughter of Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson she is a resident evil baby she is young she's young black widow oh interesting young black widow is um is Wendy. Um, Mark, what did you watch? Speaking of spies. Um, speaking of spies and uh, I watched Real American Heroes. Anything else. <laughs> Real American Heroes. There you go. I watched uh, the G.I. Joe prequel. Um, Snake, Snake Eyes. Because you're just a huge Snake fan eyes. of that franchise. A couldn't, huge G.I. Joe fan. I vaguely remember watching the first uh, G.I. Joe live action movie in high school. Uh, had no desire to watch the second one. Yep, second one was um, kind of fun. I did yeah, not watch sure. the second one either. I I kind of want to go watch him because uh, Snake Eyes is fun. It's a good time. It's fine. I, I enjoyed myself. I think that Henry Golding is very good. The I got a little is... frustrated that this was the franchise he tied his wagon to because it feels like if he had waited a second, he could have gotten something else. Sure. But he got his own franchise. It's fun. <laughs> did he? Let's, <laughs> that let's he did. hope not. Honestly, let's hope he can be used. Look, as something point, else. I feel shitty that I'm like cheering for the underdog franchises like GI Joe. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I well, here's the thing: GI Joe did not do well enough to the point where if Daniel, once Daniel Craig is gone, he Henry Golding could still be Bond. Which is what I want to happen. Um, sure, I think personally. he'd be good. Very I think good. he's good in Snake Eyes. Either um, him or Dev Patel as Bond. Those are the two I keep thinking about. But I kind of want Dev Patel and Mark. I don't. Anyway. I don't. I think Dev Patel needs to be making other movies. Henry Golden can be Bond. Like Fantastic Four. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I had a good time. It was just like a fun action movie. There were it, swords. Okay, there was more swords than you could a, shake a stick at. There were a ton of swords. Um, always good. The Samara weaving, our fave, showed up. Yes. Um, <laughs> not very. I don't know. Her, not, her role not for in a this was in very a confusing. <laughs> um, definitely one of the times that a character showed up, and I was like, uh, "I'm assuming this is someone from the movie, from the TV show." They were like, "She is a Joe," and I, you have to know that that means something because in the movie, it's just like. Okay. <laughs> her name is just Scarlet, and her first yeah, scene she's people up in a bathroom. I was like, this feels. I, yeah, I know what cool. this character is. Yeah. Um, there's also a character called Baroness. Yeah, Baroness um, is fun. I guess Baroness is fun. I don't know. Yeah. I was not a huge Baroness fan. Yeah, I just had a good right. time. The plot is like like pretty predictable. Um, yeah. Well, really? there is a lot of there is a lot of weird stuff where like Snake Eyes is a fucking problem the whole movie in a weird way like he is like maybe he is morally like he is yeah he like, he's morally gray like for more of the movie than you would expect he's and you're like, like fascinating doing, he has his own motivation and like i mean it's a once you realize the whole setup of the plot which i didn't like there was like something 30 minutes in and i was like oh that's a fun twist right um but other than that, I was like, oh, so that just sets up, you know, mm-hmm. BC, DNE, I, right. I see coming now. But it's still fun watching it happen. The fight scenes are fun, but 
poorly uh, edited. The editor of this movie needs to be fired from making yeah, action not, movie ever again. Wasn't the best. Um, it was like, what if we did Jason Bourne, but we cut it every two seconds, like hmm. just, just Jason Bourne, but with extra cutting. It's um, like I don't know. It works in Bourne, and every time people have tried to replicate it, it doesn't really work that well. And it's like I don't want to see Bourne if there's swords involved. I want to see. I don't want close up. I can't tell what's going on. If it's a sword fight, I want to see the swords hit each other. I want to be yes. far enough out that I see the actual sword fights. Um, With there's will, good ninja stuff. There's good. There's good. Yep. Gun stuff. Um, I will say it has one of those post credit teases. Where you're just like, huh? <laughs> because it is just a guy being like, no, don't call me that. You can call me Storm Shadow. Yes, and yes. you're just like, <laughs> okay, man. Cool. I honestly like, saw that and I was like, a guy from the, the TV show, I guess. Like, I yeah. have no idea who any of these characters are. <laughs> it's, it's, I now realize how a lot of people feel seeing some of the Marvel post credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This um, one, it's just, it's not even a scene that really makes sense. It's part of why it's so confounding. It's just them on a plane. And she's like, all right, you're going to work for me now? And he was like, yes, don't call me that. Call me Storm Shadow. And you're just like, for what reason exactly? And what is happening? I don't know. It was fun enough. They reference Cobra at one point. And I was like, I yeah. forget. Is Cobra good guys or bad guys? Cobra's bad guys. I feel like they're, they're bad, bad guys. guys. They're like the Hydra I, of, yes. uh, I guess. Yes. More like the Nazis of yes, show. <laughs> Cobra yeah, Commander's original like outfit looks like a KKK hood, like Not legitimately, sure. it's a, like pretty styled like that. I don't know. It's a weird franchise that like tries to be a little. These adaptate the cartoons and stuff are silly, and this movie is silly. And there are more silly things than I expected, but it does try to be like serious and grounded in all the other moments. So tonally, it's a little over the place. But there is a magic MacGuffin. And yes. then there are snakes mm. who can, there are giant snakes who can tell whether or not you're lying. And they're there giant. are three challenges you have to go through, which oh, yeah. I stand in. a big any beam movie. of light that goes up into the sky and they got to get to the beam of light. No, no, no beam oh, of wow. light. Oh, yeah. No beam of light. There's just a little red thing that they got to oh. chase around. Oh, a little sunstone. Oh, yeah. Oh, not an infinity. Is it sunstone? It's oh, a yeah. sunstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Look, it's... I think that it's like maybe as good as Black Widow, which is to say. No, it's a, not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the it's action not. is as good as Black Widow, but I don't. It doesn't think... have Florence Pugh in it. Like, it just um, does not. I, I think that it is like a replacement level franchise movie, which I enjoy because I enjoy franchise movies. I'm going to beat Mark's ass. It's not better than Black Widow. I would say it's probably it's better, better than, than Black some. Widow. I did not it's, say that. I think it's better than some Marvel movies. I will give you that. I don't know which ones, but it is. I don't know. Um, Mark, you're not nominating this for any pickies, right? No, it's not on the list. I'm okay, thank God. I'm not watching this movie ever. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I had fun at the movies. And I'm going to be mad at you for liking it. You shouldn't like the movie. 
This is going to be oh, me dear. next episode when I bring up Jungle Cruise. <laughs> uh, I watched it last night. It was. You it can't was talk good. about it yet. It's pretty good. <laughs> we got to save it. We've talked about too many movies. All yeah, I'm saying saying is, <laughs> I, I swear to God, if you put a Disney logo in front of this movie, it would have made like 10, 10 million more dollars and people would have loved it. But it had an MGM logo in front of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's its, its problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I. It was fun enough. I just watched it while I was sleepy. Um, uh, speaking of being sleepy, um, you, you know who it, who must be really sleepy is the guy who shares a bed uh, with mm. all kinds of people because he doesn't get uh-huh. any sleep at night. So okay, he's that's probably very fun. sleepy. His uh-huh. name's Scott Pilgrim, and he okay, Callie was it homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I just want to check. I don't think no. so. No, no, I don't think no. The, there's this movie is it, mm, how am I trying to say this? The Roxy stuff uh, is a little biphobic, but yes, in Which, a way that I mean, of the era. So of the era, era and continues to mostly be of the era. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> but still, <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, it's like I don't know that I've ever seen buy stuff handled super well in mm, anything. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, I will give them that. <laughs> yeah, as um, I sit here with a buy flag draped over my <laughs> my chair. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's not that difficult, but it, it seems to be in movies for whatever reason. They're like, what, okay, what what do we do? I think you like you yeah. try to do like the kind of movie drama storytelling with a bi mm-hmm. character and then you immediately fall into like these types of tropes that right right yeah because yeah. it's like yeah how can we take this and introduce drama and then it's yeah mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. you just immediately start to fall into there, some are, there are a handful of bi traps that you can fall into with mm-hmm. bi characters mm-hmm. and one of them is definitely the I was just curious, which right. is fine. Like that's totally mm-hmm. a normal and natural thing for people to be at some point. But the like, I was just curious, or better yet, there's the part where uh, they use the phrase like a uh, lesbian phase, and then I think Scott says something about you had a sexy phase, and it's like, right. I yeah yeah, <laughs> that is probably the line that ages worst. Like yes. in this yeah. whole thing, like S- still in character um, for Scott. But also, Scott is a shithead. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way. Scott sucks a lot. And which I don't know that I always realized. Oh, I definitely did not always realize that. I didn't realize it either. And and I I thought it's pretty clear now, though. Yeah. I didn't. uh... I don't know, man. The cultural footprint is still like actually ramona's the villain of this and it's oh, like gosh. no what did oh, she do that's a bad take talking yeah. about she existed like what are you ta- no i mean i've seen multiple folks i know yeah. like, i think you could make it like that i like, think no. you could, could make an argument that it's a lot of shitty people in this movie yeah i, 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 mean, I think like yeah. ramona does shitty things i mean Jason but Jason. ramona admits to having dabbled in being a bitch right yeah. exactly like she's self-aware <laughs> here okay. and yeah. right and scott has not become self-aware yet yeah no is, is part yeah. of his scott arc. scott thinks he is a sweet loving lovable little michael sarah boy but mm-hmm. like he's a shithead like you know okay, do we <laughs> Do we but need to get the other a, thing out of the way, it, which is he is dating a high schooler? He is dating a high schooler. <laughs> there is that. And yeah. she is canonically 17 and he is canonically 22. Which, so it's not like 
the, they they specified the ages, which mm-hmm. makes it a lot worse because mm-hmm. I was in college dating a high school girl who I started dating while I was in high school. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there was the year and a half, two year difference, right? Like that is, we were dating in high school. Scott is fully out of college if he even went and then picks up a 17 year old. Now in Canada, which is where the movie takes place. They call it university. Legal consent, they call it university. Legal consent (laughs) is also 16. So it's not like it's an illegal thing, but it's still just like weird. And everyone agrees it's it's weird. weird. It's, well, it's, and here's the thing, right? You have the, you do have the perspective of, um, but all the guys are like, yeah, you know. But yeah. I don't think all, all of the guys. I feel like Stephen Stills is like, it's kind of like this is weird. I feel like right. Wallace is like, this is weird. Yeah, definitely have the moment that, uh, oh, what's her name? Allison Pill plays her. Um, Kim. Kim. Kim immediately just goes like nope like yeah. you know as yeah. soon as a woman mm-hmm. enters the equation she's just like absolutely not. and his, his <laughs> nope. sister uh anna kendrick anna kendrick yes and, yeah well. her too yeah. and i i feel like aubrey plaza says something about it too. yeah she does oh, she yeah. does but yeah, yeah and then scott immediately has like shame about it when anna kendrick when his sister calls him out he's like yeah i know it's weird and she says something like uh, I don't. He's like, what it is, she, 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 he says, "You're dating an an Asian schoolgirl," and he's like, "Yeah," and it's a Catholic school. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the full. It's it's all the things I know. I know what I'm doing. I'm a piece of shit. Like he has that yeah. like awareness of it, and then continues um, to date her and yeah. cheat on her. Yeah. I think it's so funny too that like their relationship is kind of nothing. It's it, like uh-huh. nothing in a really weird way. It feels like she is yeah. like desperate for attention and validation mm-hmm. from an older boy, and he is yeah. desperate for like anything to, to be, like, yeah, anything. Move on and he, like, from or uh, Brie Larson. I always called her Allison Brie. He does he not also, feel like he is like sexually attracted to her in any way. I think he um, wants to be kind of adored by somebody. Right. Yes, absolutely. The way Knives does because yeah. even the vibe that he has whenever he's trying to hit on Ramona is kind of like aren't I impressing you? Like, right. don't, you, yeah. don't you think I'm really cool? Yeah, he tries the Pac-Man line on her and immediately, yeah. it, for Knives, it works. And she's like, wow, you're so smart. You know all the things. Yeah. And and for Ramona, it's just like, okay, leave me alone. Right. Yeah. I, I am an adult woman who yeah. isn't actually <laughs> impressed by your random <laughs> Pac-Man knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in this movie. It's so, so good. good. Good as as always. She always. is she bad ever? I no, don't know. I haven't never. seen her in a ton of things. Um, maybe if I went <laughs> I back and watched so, Sky though. High now, I wouldn't. No, no I bet she's no, good in she's Sky at, High. No, I've seen Sky good? High recently. She is so great. <laughs> great. Like, okay, she understands cool. the assignment perfectly in that. Perfect. One. Chad, <laughs> I need you to tell me how she is in Live for Your Die Hard. Oh yeah, she's she just, daughter. She's given not much to do. She is. Uh, sort of um she's placed in a damsel in distress situation towards the end of the movie and sure. like it's fine whatever who cares she's like a she she talks back and she's snarky to the bad guys and that's fun um kind of a forgettable moment but in uh a good day to die hard die hard five she's in that movie for the opening scene and what she does is she takes john mcclain to the airport and she drops him off. 
That's all so he, he can go. So he can go have an adventure with his son with his instead of son. her instead being of the action all star, charismatic, incredible, sexy uh, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. We got we got right. Jai Courtney. Who's the guy in that movie? Captain Boomerang. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's not Jai Courtney. Who? It's the most it's, forgettable action it's, star. Uh, it's I'm a Mac. I'm a PC guy, right? No, no, no. That's Justin Long. Die Hard. This is yeah, a, bad. This is like Clash of the Titans guy. Sam Worthington? No, it is not Sam Worthington. A good day to die. It's Jai Courtney. It's oh, Captain it Boomerang. Right. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Who I like in some things. It's not good in this. That's the worst no. movie in the franchise by far. I think it's the only bad movie in the franchise. Um, Interesting. It's And it's unwatchable. Like, it's so bad. M-E-W, Mew, as I call her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, she's great in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, incredible in that. Everyone in that movie, yeah, the so performances good. just make On that movie point. like good. All three of level. them. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> all three of them. Ramona Flowers, uh, Fred Flintstone, <laughs> and uh, uh, Green Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Gallagher Jr. is an American idiot. Is the joke yeah, there for you, yeah. Broadway nerds? Um. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, she and she, a... she's incredible in Birds of Prey, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. Obviously. amazing. I'm counting that as as the Cape Check reference for her. I this ha- have not seen Fargo, the season that she's in. Oh, I, she's in the season of Fargo. That is where she met her husband. Oh. Chad, do you know who she's married? Yep, yeah, Eva McGregor. Uh, she is. Are they married <laughs> or are they just like together? I don't know. You know I assumed they were married, but you know I guess I'm I don't gonna know. practice some self-love and not look up that age gap. <laughs> That's oh probably boy. smart. I mean, she's consenting, yeah. but it's still she's also like 36 years old, like 40 years old. Yeah. I don't know. She's like a full ass woman. I looked up she... as 13 years. That's not yeah, she's older bad. than you think. Um I mean um, she's good in the spectacular now. She's in Swiss Army Man, a movie yeah. that I don't remember her in. She's she is. great in Smashed. Do you remember watching Smashed? I think it's a different Smash. Smashed. The Smashed. one with Aaron Paul. Oh. Alcoholics. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, like I was like, she's not in Smash. I know Smash. No. <laughs> she's not in Bombshell. <laughs> she's not in. Um, it says her and Ewan McGregor are partners. Oh, yes. Okay. And of course, we should also mention that she is in Death Proof, which is like a Tarantino oh, yeah. movie that grows on me the more I see it. I need to watch that. I, I should watch that. that. Yeah, she's she's really good at it. I mean, she's very hot in it because she's in a cheerleader <laughs> uniform the whole yeah. time. But I mean, she right. all, all the women in that movie are genuinely good in it, even though they are definitely also being a, <laughs> more than a little objectified by Tarantino. <laughs> sure. As what? So no. here, yeah, him never. So here are a couple others that we do need to hit. Mm-hmm. Mark, mm-hmm. she is a, she is Mary Todd Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln Vampire yeah, Hunter. A good movie. I have good movie. A good movie. And you know what? I bet she's good in it. I, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, she's in fucking Gemini Man. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. good in that movie. And have we even mentioned Birds of Prey? Yes, we mentioned. Yeah, we, we mentioned it briefly, but, but yes, yeah, she's so she's good so funny that. in that. This yes. I yes. love like the like insecure like superhero. Yes, who like practices her her lines in the mirror. It's great. 
So she is in a Netflix movie this year um, that also stars Woody Harrelson called Kate, and she is the titular Kate. Um, an assassin, after learning that she only has 24 hours left to live after being poisoned, goes on a manhunt through the streets of Tokyo and befriends the young daughter of a past target. Do I think this movie is going to be good? Not really. But could it be fun? Yeah. Will she be good at it? Will she be yes. good yeah. yeah. Um, David Leach produced it so it's i mean it's gonna have that vibe that you know john wick atomic blonde vibe and yeah let mary elizabeth Winstead do that um be cool i don't need to dive in this (laughs) it would be cool if she played the fucking assassin no, yeah. if she played oh. the, the the Mandalorian that Obi Wan had a thing for, like if there's ever oh, a flashback, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool if she played well, that fun. character. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who cares? Push me in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like as I was saying it, I was like, I hate myself for saying this, but it would be cool. Um, but yeah, but uh, hey, speaking of her though, this whole cast, right? The so- cast. Is wildly good. stacked whenever yeah, you look at where they all are. Captain America Incredible. is in this. Captain Marvel yeah. is in this. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Oscar winner. Captain Superman Marvel. is in this. Mm-hmm. Superman is in this. Superman is in this. Oh, hold on. Sorry, so, I should not have. Do, you, do we just want to go ahead and do Cape Check? I gave you Superman. <laughs> we could do well, so we, we do have an Oscar winner in this cast. Mm-hmm. Do we just um, have one? Just one, I believe, but I can't we do another. Who won the Oscar here? Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Oh, I forgot she won an Oscar for Room. We yeah. also have an Oscar nominee. Who is that? Uh, is it one. Michael Sarah? Brain no. is racing. Is it Jason Schwartzman? No. I'm I don't think. Cases. Well, he may have like a writing nom for a Wes Anderson movie, but I'm oh, talking about for acting. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick oh, is an yeah, Oscar nom yeah, for yeah. Up in the Air. Yeah. Also a Tony nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Emmy nominees. I would think multiple. Uh, we definitely Plaza, have one. I'm assuming. I don't know if she's been nominated. I she's the one that's questionable. Did Kieran get nominated? Kieran did get nominated right, for Secession. Yeah. 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 Um good cast. Chris Evans has not ever been nominated for anything, which is annoying. But is two separate superheroes, so that's something. Yeah. Yeah. He's going funny. for his Oscar in this movie, he says. I think he should have been nominated for Knives Out, is maybe what I think. I mean, yeah, I would not have been mad about that. it. He's like very good on that. This is not the kind of movie, you know, that yeah, gets like not, a it should have been um, should have been. Could have been. It should have been a movie that gets an acting nom. I understand it not necessarily getting other things, but it is like an acting it showcase. Did get should have uh, gotten an honorary. Right? Um, like shit. the nomination. Should get an honorary accent award. Just like should. yeah, they should give an accent award out every year. Somebody just comes onto the stage and is like, "I have an emergency award for <laughs> for Daniel Craig. Is he here? Sweet Jesus, get him here right now." It did get nominated for best original screenplay. That's right. Yes. And yes. At, I the, knew it did. at the Globes, which don't matter anymore, but still, <laughs> they did when this movie was out. Daniel Craig and Anna Darmus got nominations. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, this cast is like out of its mind good. And then Young Neil, who. Oh, fuck it's hard to talk about this without going ahead and doing uh <laughs> um 
BP alumni, but we've I'm talked mar- about it yet. I'm marking them down as we get them. Okay, okay. so young young Neil from Jennifer's body playing yes. Needy's boyfriend. Like yes. he's right, yeah. playing a very similar role in this movie. Yeah, kind of playing the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. kind of just support guy. <laughs> he's also in Twenty One Jump Street as the guy that overdoses to kick off the movie. God, yeah, fact. he does. <laughs> Uh, the guy in the internet video yeah the guy in the viral video that does the drug and dies yeah yeah so funny um (laughs) good movie (laughs) love that movie the um yeah the 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 cast is great um we've talked about uh, like so this movie we talk about allison pill an actress who i feel like shows up in things that i never expect her in this is mm. me basically saying I watched Midnight in Paris last night and she's Zelda Fitzgerald and is mm. great in it. Sure. Um, I mean, that's not oh. a great movie. Um, and like, I also to speak of her, I think she's somebody who's like underrated in everything yes. she's in. Yeah. She's definitely underrated in this because there's just so many people mm-hmm. playing at like mm-hmm. full, you know, cranking it to 11 in this. But she but- really like the, the, Every time she's on screen, you can see like, oh, Scott like absolutely destroyed this woman when they were yeah. dating. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she like still likes him and cares about him, but like does not want the same thing to happen to his yeah. his current girlfriend. And she's trying to keep it low key. Yeah. yeah. It, like you can tell that she is straight up devastated by this dude and the fact that he won't own up to what he did to her too. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think she plays the moment where he, at the end where he talks to her so well you know yeah. just mm-hmm. that look yeah. of like that's literally all i needed from you my man was just to acknowledge mm-hmm. it you know right like, but i was gonna say i introduced uh, a couple friends to um snowpiercer where yes the, the teacher. teacher yeah and like she does such an incredible job in her scenes of basically turning that movie on a dime because you get halfway up that train and like everything has been grungy and dirty. And then that's the first thing where you start to see how the other half lives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she is fully responsible in that movie for setting up the last half of that movie. And she does it so wonderfully. Alison Pill, so fucking good. Like, <laughs> she, she, everything she's in, she plays a, such an underappreciated role that is so important and mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. perfect. Um, she's also in... I have to reference um, devs every once in a while on the show and tell you guys watch as devs, but she's great in devs as well as like the, the partner in the business and like gotcha. the developer. She's a, uh, um, she's very good in vice as Dick Cheney's daughter. Yes. Yeah. In a one movie of, that one sucks of my, ass maybe, in my opinion. <laughs> but. I think that that, that storyline though is maybe one of the best storylines in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it like shows that like, messy. yeah, it, yeah, it. I, I think that a lot of that movie is like politics that we all kind of know, but sure. like the family part of that is so interesting. I, I do. I sometimes think to myself, do I need to rewatch that movie? Like, if I was so I, annoyed by the shit, the I quite first liked time, it. Like, oh, really, I hated it. I, I, don't think I, I know. Much. I'm in the minority. I just walked out of it thinking, like, oh, that's going to be universally liked by pretty much everyone. And then the I was like, fucking, oh, y'all don't like that? The Jesse Plemons shit, really really is annoying in them oh yeah yeah i hate that shit anyway um it doesn't commit to being as weird as it wants to be in certain times and i kind of wish it had but and like apparently there's a lot of weird stuff on the cutting room floor i don't think they knew what the movie was in production as they were making it sure they changed their mind in post-production of what the movie was going to be they kind of made it a little more boring than 
it could have been. Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> this movie is not boring. It's it's video games and comics, mm-hmm. but also music. music. It's, yeah. it's it's really weird that it's like mostly an indie music story that they tell yeah. through video games because it's, it's about right. video game nerds. Well, kind I, of. I guess well, it's just about really... like young adult, like millennials who are like into all this stuff. It, it, I think I feel yeah. like it captures it's, it's whatever early knots hipsters. Yeah, 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 early knots, all yeah. hipsters were into both. All, all this, this mm-hmm. is the perfect triple Venn diagram mm-hmm. of what right. this era of hipsters was. Mm-hmm. They just don't talk about movies at all. <laughs> like that's yeah. the one thing that is kind that's of lacking from yeah. it. Right. But it, it is interesting because like the video game stuff feels kind of slapped on, but not in a way that hurts it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like he he mentions Pac Man, they do DDR, and well, there's it's a like couple... the fighting DDR, which I think looks awesome. I want to play it. Yeah, <laughs> also not impossible. Um, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, so th- so there's a little of those things, but it's like not really leaned into. It's not Ready Player One, right? Where all he does yeah. is game. Yeah. Um, totally. So it feels it's because it's not references. It's not like, hey, do you recognize this thing? No, it's right. it's, uh, it's just like it's here's aesthetic. the vibe of and the aesthetics. Strangely, like one of the only references, like that's like a direct like parody almost is Seinfeld that's just like thrown in there that weird that Seinfeld scene so, so weird but it's so good <laughs> it makes me it laugh kills me every so time because I forget every single yeah. time that it's gonna happen <laughs> it almost I almost feel like it's not in the language of the rest of the movie no but it is funny so like sure keep it I don't know it's great why not I love it movie's like, so weird anyway in the language of the rest of the movie though to have some random shit like that thrown right, right. <laughs> where you're like what okay. one of the best things is when he jumps out the window like that's yeah. the so... that's the best gag i think it's like oh, it's yeah. a buster keaton movie all of a sudden like he's yeah. just jumping out i uh, think every moment with kiernan culkin is incredible and that's yes. why i was so happy to see him on succession because i think he oh, okay. does so much in this movie mm-hmm that I adore that him going to secession and being like a big actor. And then he's great and no sudden move, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, oh, he kind uh, of has, yeah, he, he kind of has like one kind of mode of like kind of dry, sarcastic guy, but he's great at it. And I think it's, it's different. I think slightly it's different. It's slightly different in a fairly interesting way, but it's so funny. The like just confidence he has in it. Like the fact that he steals Anna Kendrick steals Anna Kendrick's boyfriend while that that it's so good. It's so funny. And then every moment where they like sit up in bed and then one of his <laughs> right. like his boyfriend is there. Mm-hmm. I think all Other that Scott. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Other Scott. And and, and it's funny. I, I mean, we talked about how like some of these moments don't age well, but then there's others that like are already playing with some of the things where it's like Scott says the awful 2010, you know, straight cis boy thing of like, 
I can't have you here. What is his name? What is um, Kieran Culkin's character's name? Wallace. 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 Yeah, he's like, I can't have you here, Wallace, gang up the place. And then then he turns it on him and he's like, okay, Scott, you're worried about me. Like, I don't know. I I think it takes some of those moments and subverts it a little bit. Um, Not to the highest degree, but to a slight degree. I mean, it plays up how silly um and kind of out there his his lifestyle is as a queer person right with there being you know more and more people in the bed and all this stuff right. but he's also like the voice of reason in scott's life where he's like yeah. all right knock this shit off dude like come on dude yeah he Go. he is the i love the gossipy bitch scene <laughs> where he like so texts all the uh all the deeds <laughs> to anna kendrick like while he's asleep <laughs> That's so it's, good. it's incredible so do we want to talk about how do you solve a problem like Ramona? <laughs> She's not a problem, but like, do we want to talk about Ramona as God, there's not a bad, a good way to say this, but like Ramona as an object is like I mean, what was coming to my head. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Like as, yeah. as the object of From like Scott's perspective, the object of desire. In she the, is in the, the prize. She's the video game prize like, quite literally the the... in the final scene she's at the top of the stairs like chained up like princess leia <laughs> almost right like, <laughs> yeah uh, and I he, mean, she's she... the knight who comes to win her win, win his prize right. <laughs> how do we feel about like referring to her as a manny pixie dream girl a title which i don't know if it totally fits her yeah I but think... it's definitely used to talk about her a lot Mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has a very interesting track record of kind of taking the idea of um, how men view, like how Scott views Ramona mm-hmm. and playing very much not that, like both in this and in Swiss Army Man, which she's in for such a brief amount of time. Mm-hmm. But that's literally her whole function in that movie is just like not the person you assumed I was like at right. first glance, yeah. you know. And I think, like, especially now that I'm older and when I watch this with an older perspective that is uh, unpacked some of her internalized misogyny and shit like that, um, I very much see Ramona as this fully realized character who has Mm -hmm. her own personality and is nothing like what Scott thinks she is. I mean, she's pushing back against it a lot of the times yeah Um, especially early on but even in the middle of their like relationship uh she like kind of goes rogue and leaves him for uh jason schwartzman who's another asshole but (laughs) i i think i think it's one of those things where like manic pixie dream girl has become a shorthand in a way that isn't always useful, kind of mm. similar to how the Bechtel test is not fully useful all the time. Right. And they they just become shorthands. Right. Which kind of eliminates the context you need sometimes. So what I mean specifically with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing is it is like used to describe a character and sometimes like 
demonizes the character and the actress for playing it that way rather than mm. realizing it the writing and the the lens that way mm. and sometimes it's a punishment for like well if a girl is quirky and weird then she's trying to be a manic pixie dream girl rather than allowing women to have like their own agency I to honestly, be quirky and weird if they yeah, want to. I just yeah. don't even think that she's that. I mean, she dyes her hair a lot, but like yeah. that's really her only like quirky thing. It's the in, eternal sunshine thing that we've talked about on this podcast before, where mm-hmm. it is a very similar thing. And that movie also is somebody doing like, I am not what you think I am. I'm pushing a back against this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I am your interesting alt girl um and ramona is like basically a fully grounded adult in every way except that she's like i do like to dye my hair like you know and he's just very much like hey you like video games and music like me and she's like i mean i guess i like music because i dated this guy who owns a venue once like right she's like like, one of the only people with a job in this movie yeah yeah actually i think all of the people with jobs are women in this movie yeah Ooh, that is fascinating isn't that weird let me think about it for a second has a job Uh, Uh, has many jobs has jobs yeah she has a job wallace has a job Allison Pill is in the band, but she's the most grounded and realistic member of the band. Right. With yeah. regard to it the, being their career. Yes. yes. I guess Jason Schwartzman is the only male I can think of with a job that's not just being in a well, band. Well, and then so there's he uh, doesn't Chris, have a job. He owns Evans. something. Chris exactly, Evans is yeah. an actor. Sure. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. But the, yeah. The, the men who do have jobs have jobs of extreme privilege, like white dude yes. privilege. Yeah. Whereas like the women own a record are label like or, working or an actor in yeah. real situations. And all the women are working class yeah. jobs. That's really interesting. I don't know if that's 100% on purpose, but now that's an interesting thing to engage with. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Scott, Scott lives across from his house. Yeah. Like there's something there. There's, there's some failure like, to launch going on. There. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, to be fair, when I was 22, I think I was living in my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it happens. 22 um, is kind of so young, but also too young to be you're too old to be dating a high schooler. Oh god, yes. that freak. I that much it, for sure. Yes. It it definitely is. But thinking about like, oh yeah, 22 was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked there up. is there is a breadth of depth between your years and your 20s it's it's yes. kind of insane yeah but yeah. i get here's the thing though whenever we do mention the like failure to launch kind of thing of of scott's character it does make more sense though that he's in this state of like arrested development where he's well Callie we know he was in arrested development but I'm not sure how that applies right now I I don't think he was in failure to launch that was Matthew McConaughey yeah that was Matthew McConaughey I don't think he's in it but I mean you were I think making a good point but I just I was like (laughs) I kept I used all these phrases (laughs) or other things but you know what I mean yeah like it totally makes more sense psychologically it's not excusable right no no character as a whole makes sense it's kind of a thing that like we've been told these stories like in movies of like men who uh, make terrible life choices and are, are, are not great people, not doing the right thing, um, you know, 22 year old dating a high schooler and like 
they can be complicated and they can understand we can understand where they're coming from i feel like we're starting to be able to like or hollywood is starting to feel comfortable telling these stories about women too being like messy and being imperfect yes. and yeah. being, but like yeah. it's it's definitely a newer thing whereas like i don't know i i thing that comes to mind is like crazy ex-girlfriend is sort of an examination of that yeah. trope and she's allowed to be incredibly messy um ladybird um, yeah sure ladybird um yes. but yeah and i'm i'm glad that uh yeah we're sharing the, the the wealth with with the women now yeah because i feel like i we've seen messy men so many times it, yeah it mm-hmm. feels old there are tropes old. just like Old. old yes old is about uh messy beach it makes you old uh-huh. well, the, the the female lead of that is a very messy character in fact that is a good actually example sure yeah, like, yeah. actually Icky creeps character is yeah. very messy it's all kinds of messy people on that beach yeah well, yeah I mean, they leave their trash point, you know? all over the place and... <laughs> you see the way the kids were eating they were just like yeah come on messy <laughs> um, so anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Because we, we have a wax poetic quite a bit um, on Scott Pilgrim. I guess well, the oh, last thing I was, sorry. No, no, <laughs> the last you go thing ahead. I was going to say real quick. Yeah. Oh, there is a guest Shut here. <laughs> Behave yourself. I am so sorry. I'm just no, a messy bitch. Um, <laughs> on the subject, though, I was talking about the characters and the fact that the characters in this are allowed to be messy and be funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that this is a really incredible um exercise in having a stylized movie that doesn't sacrifice that character that all those character elements you know what i mean because there are so many stylized movies that are just like and the characters are Mm one-dimensional so boring this one there's a lot to dig into here i mean for god's sake I don't even know how many times I've seen this movie and we got to that like, oh, all the women have working class jobs thing. Isn't that, you know, right. actually meat on these bones on top of it be looking pretty, you know? Right. like, mm-hmm. And it does um, look very pretty. Yes, it does. Part of me wonders how much of that is from it being adapted from like a six part, you know, Definitely. graphic novel series. Yeah. Um, which I I don't know if you guys have read it. I love I the-, can't read. the well, it's pictures, so you're in luck. Oh, um, it's a picture book. Okay. All right. Those now I'm in. Uh, yeah. I, I read the, I mean, I was uh, enough of a Scott Pilgrim nerd to like read the comics when I was in high yeah. school. And I, it does go into more depth. Like it goes into like the band breaking up and getting mm-hmm. back together and like Stephen Stills is like, you know, his emotions about the band. Um, like the four, the old bands they've been in. Uh, and I feel like that kind of thing informs a lot of it. And Brian, Brian Lee O'Malley had a hand in kind of shaping this movie. Um, yeah. One weird thing is that they think the movie was released before the series was over. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the end isn't, you know, everything after like the, the Katanagi twins fight is kind of new material. Um, it's a different type of fight. They're like literal robots in the comics. Um and the, I think the ending is different. Um, yeah. There's a, there's an alternate ending, ending where he ends yeah. up with knives. I think that they shot both endings because oh, Ryan Lee O'Malley wasn't sure what he was going to do. I yeah. kind of think that he should have let both of them live their own lives and just like yeah. done his own thing. Yeah. Um, it does kind of undercut the self-respect thing to have him like walk yeah, out with Ramona a little bit. Wins the yeah. trophy girl in a way. Yeah. You know? yeah I, I think I don't want him to get back with knives, but I don't oh, know God, that. No. 
yeah him getting back with ramona is like really it either it's like fine Mm because in ways it would feel like well that was the point of this whole fucking thing like why Mm -hmm. but it but it would have been subversive in in that way as well of like Mm -hmm. you know maybe i don't have to date anybody um I mean, or let Ramon. Or I can find another person. Yeah. Or right. maybe I need to get a dang job. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, no, he's got so much money now from all, from the coins. Coins. all of those coins. All yeah, those yeah. coins. Well, that first time when he's like, ooh, coins. It cracked me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's he's high. like, ooh, 240. That's enough for the bus ride. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> uh, good. Okay. Let's wrap up. Uh, Mark. Um. Okay. Let's do let's do cape check first. You guys already have Chris Evans from Captain America. And we have Superman. You have Superman, Brandon Ruth. You have, have Brie Mary Larson from Captain Marvel. Brie Larson. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead from Birds of Prey playing and, Huntress. And Sky High. Don't forget Sky High. And Sky High. Um, there are, you guys have not even half of the. Great. Okay. So, so Aubrey Plaza think... is in Legion. Yes. yes. Oh, I actually did not have her. I had her on there for Phenomenal. Twilight, but I forgot Legion. Hey Mark. Arm for hey Mark. Uh-huh. Hey Mark. Uh, I didn't know, no, but no, no, also no. a Twilight with a question. Hey, hey Mark. Aubrey Twilight Plaza. Anna Kendrick. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, Aubrey you Plaza. know what? You know what? Did I have uh, Aubrey Plaza on here? Aubrey Plaza is in Legion. Anna Kendrick is in Twilight. Twilight. Gotcha. Yeah. And Twilight is a superhero movie. You know, I, I had, well, I had mean, a question mark because like, no, I say yes. I just watched so Breaking Dawn vampires. Part 2. They're basically superheroes. Like. I, Breaking Dawn Part 2, they have X-Men powers. Like yeah, there are yeah. many different right. power sets. Rami Malek can control the elements. Another person yeah. has electricity powers. No, that's a canonical thing in Twilight is everybody has their own specific vampire power on top of the normal vampire power. I Bella actually had her vampire power. Hey guys, I, I read, I read <laughs> Twilight. I was Me too. a Twilight girl. <laughs> uh, I, I was not, but I still read them. And I just watched the second one, which is truly a superhero fight scene at the end, which is so weird. Uh, you mean the second final one? The second final one, yeah. yeah okay, right. um, so, we're still um, missing one titular superhero. I feel titular. like Mae Whitman has done voice acting roles. I feel like she has I'm to sure. be. In yes, one she's in DC ones. superhero girls. Cool, cool. Oh, who does she play in that? I don't know. I'll find out. Um, fucker. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Michael Sarah, does he do something? Michael Sarah is uh, May Whitman is Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh, cool. cool. Michael Sarah, I don't think is in, in he has a voice role. <gasps> oh, oh, he's Robin in Lego Batman movie. Oh, yes. The yes. greatest, the greatest <laughs> voice acting. Duh. Kieran um, Culkin. Does he do anything? No. I don't know his no. no. Okay. No. No, I don't think so. Um, do you guys know who played the vegan cops in this? Oh God. I recognize their Fuck. names as like give I me, should recognize them. Give me their names because I just okay. can't conjure them up right well, now. Well, Cody, you're gonna you know who Thomas Jane is. Thomas Jane is Punisher. Yeah. Thomas Jane is Punisher. Yeah. Uh and the other one is Clifton Collins Jr. Clifton Collins Jr. is the guy, he's in Hobbs and Shaw, right? Um, right. Clifton Collins Jr. He's in Fear the Walking Dead. He's not in Hobbs and Shaw. He no, 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 no. He's in Westworld. He's in Westworld. I'm thinking of somebody else, but now it's it's the Westworld guy. Yes. Um, 
What the fuck else is he in? I don't know. Uh, he's in the <laughs> 90s Flash t- cartoon. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, wow. I did the same thing when I was in charge. Yes, it's Who's, fine. Uh, <laughs> um, who are we missing? Uh, do you guys know who does the voice in this movie? Who does the voice? In a uh, world. In a world. Um, oh, it's a big a person. World. I saw it. Who the fuck? Oh is no it? way! I just I just pulled it up. <laughs> John, who uh, is it? It's Bill Hader. What? I thought it was has, Bill Hader. What, I thought it had to be Bill Hader. What superhero TV show has he done a voice in? Oh god, I don't know. Is he on Harley Quinn? He's on Modoc. He's on Modoc, yeah, okay. which I've been saying. I was um, like, he's not nice. Harley Quinn. I, mm-hmm. I just finished the second season gotcha. of that. And then uh, because this movie takes place in Toronto, they cast a bunch of local Toronto people. Uh, Ben Lewis, who plays other Scott, is Flash. Is in Arrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's not even. We're not even going to talk about this. Someone who's credited as Elevator (laughs) Hipster is in uh, Arrow as well. Yeah, of course. Um, And then, do you guys know uh, the character Como in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. She's got hair like this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what? He's in. Oh, 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 oh. He's the guy that um, in Veep, he always Wrong. gets. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he gets it. fucking yelled at at Veep all the time by like the. the yes. Marvel yes. movie is he in? Is he in one of the Spider Men? No. He is in a lot of shit. He's in the oh, office for like a minute. Yes, he is in the office for a minute. Fuck. I don't know. He's I got it. Captain Marvel, he's the medical examiner. Oh, okay. What? Isn't that sure. so random? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think I remember movie. watching that and being like, oh, it's Como. <laughs> it is, I love Como. He's one of my favorite characters. So Every line he says in this, he's like, I told him that he should market his music for deaf people. <laughs> yeah, I, right. oh, I love when he comes in the club the second time and you hear him say, like, I just thought the graphic novel is so much better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the first time he says the he says the first album was like way better than the first album. <laughs> <laughs> I like just the most hipster shit. I know. It's so I good. now he I'm I'm watching through New Girl and he plays um um what's her face is fuck not Jess the other woman in the show who's that girl Megan Fox not Megan Fox CC said CC yes he plays CC's boy after um Schmidt. Gotcha. And he's like a nice guy, and they're like, <laughs> I don't know, they don't like him <laughs> that, that sounds much. Funny. That sounds really funny. Um, I fell off that show at that point, though, unfortunately. It, it's only in the second season. I'm not oh, that really? far into it. Really? Yeah. No, he's in it. I see. Wayne Schmidt were together that early. Yes, they're okay. they're together watched... on season one. Then I feel like they they get together a couple of times. I must have been thinking about the yes. second time or something. Okay. Um, okay, we need to do BP alumni, Kelly. I don't Good know Lord. how familiar you are with all of the movies we've covered on this show. Um, we've gotten Jimmy's Johnny Simmons. Yeah, right. You mentioned that. And then I'll go ahead and we've covered Captain Marvel, so that's Nelson Franklin and Brie Larson already yeah. covered. <laughs> I always forget we accidentally covered that as well. Yeah, that was a weird episode. I don't know why we did that. Um, um, okay, who else? Who Y'all else? covered anything Chris Evans is in yet? American Infinity, American <laughs> Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. Also Sunshine. Don't forget Sunshine. 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 Good movie. Anna Kendrick. We haven't talked about yet. Have not. Have Who we talked about Mary Elizabeth Winstead yet? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. This was kind of her big star-making thing. 
Oh, we talked about Edgar Wright for Shaun of the Dead. We did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is there is an actor who we've talked about three of his movies, and all of them are by the same director. Oh, Jason Schwartzman. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, I was like, when I was watching the movie today, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to be ready for the BP alumni because <laughs> there's my boy Jason Schwartz. Um, uh, and I forgot. Uh, now, Bill Hader did the voice, right? Oh, a hot rod. Hot rod. He's in a hot rod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, fun fact Thomas Jane is in Boogie Nights. Oh, cool. Um, and even more fun fact the writer of this movie was in Inglorious Bastards, was an actor. Oh, cool. Huh. Yeah, the I figured I would just give you that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's, um, it. that's all of them. All right. So, but, I mean, I just want to say that it's insane that there are like of the like named characters, mm-hmm. there are 11 superhero people. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like yeah. Plaza, Anna Kendrick, May Whitman, who like it's a it's TV yeah. show voice role. But yeah. Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brandon Ruth, Brie Larson, Nelson Franklin doesn't really count. Bill no. Hader also doesn't really count. No. But like Chris Evans is in this movie. Chris between, Evans is in this movie. Between Fantastic Four and Captain America, he was in this yeah. movie. It's also Brandon Ralph is in this in between. I mean, like after being Superman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And but and the thing we didn't talk about with him is he is on one of the CW shows. Yeah. He plays yes. Adam. He's yeah. on Arrow, and then yeah. also plays Legends of Tomorrow. Superman on Arrow as well. Yeah, that's what's yep. crazy. Yep. He, he plays Adam, I believe, but he also plays Superman Returns Superman in that show, which is crazy. Wild. So weird. I think um, that was just in one event, but that is still yes. very yeah. Yeah. that still he crazy. plays two characters, right? Yeah. Um, okay, this made forty-nine point three million on an eighty-five million dollar budget. Oh, it was a fucking oh, man. disaster. I don't think I realized do you, that. How do you make a trailer for this movie? Do you guys remember well, the trailers the for problem. this movie? Yeah. Not really. I remember it's... thinking it looked exciting, but it also came out in a rough weekend because I remember this. The way I saw it was on a date. We did a double feature. We went to one theater Rag. and saw Inception. And then uh-huh. we went and saw this oh. movie. So no, it so opened against the Nolan. Like, you that's know, that's insane. tough. It's I, I was Dark Knight Nolan. Yeah. Right. I a didn't see this Dark movie Knight in Rises theaters. Nolan. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That too. I didn't see this movie in theaters, but it was the first movie. And I had seen it before this, but when Olivia and I first started dating, our first in-theater movie was In Time, the Justin mm. Timberlake movie. And Scott Pilgrim <laughs> was the first we're like at my parents' house watching a movie. Uh, <laughs> That's what we watched. Mm. That may have been my first time watching it, actually. I don't remember. Um, this has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, the 3.9 on Letterbox, which is a, was shocked me a little bit for Letterbox, but um, I feel like that's low or high. I, I have no idea low. what a good score it feels is. A it feels a little low. It feels a little low like for this also movie. Because letter- Letterbox folks going, eh, the women in this movie, which right. I agree oh. with. So, you know sure. what I mean? I, I, I think it's. Letter letterbox reviews for good movies do tend to float from 3.5 to 3.9 ish. But for this one, there's a there's a couple like letterboxed, like you know, 
sanctified movies that hit over that four. And I just expected this to be one of them. Yeah. This is the lowest grossing movie that we've discussed in our 2010 series. Wow. Um, do you guys remember what the highest is? Because it's uh, fucked up. It's King's Speech, right? It's King's Speech. Yeah. <laughs> Out of Fuck like wild. the absolutely like baller movies that we've covered. But um, so the things we have to do now, Callie, mm-hmm. I guess uh-huh. way in, but it it feels wrong to tell the woman on the episode that her vote doesn't matter, but that is what happens here. Your vote doesn't matter. Mine will be a very arbitrary thing, right, so don't worry right. about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're trying to figure out, is this movie better than Social Network, which oh. is the current best movie of 2010? Well, I, shit. I am going to go ahead and say, no, it is a very good movie, but Social Network, come on, man. And I think... This is hmm, maybe better than the social network. I don't know. Well, you have to decide. Yeah. I think this is better than the social network. Okay. (laughs) So now this is this is on me, who almost picked this instead of the social network. I'm curious. (laughs) Um, I I think I do have to go with the social network. But this movie like will always have a special place in my heart. I feel like this movie has grown up as I have grown up. Yeah. Or at least my perception of this movie has like aged with me. Whereas when I watched first watched it, I was like, oh, it's like a good movie about a guy winning over a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, here is the blueprint. No, it's not. <laughs> X's. Um <laughs> so much weird shit in this movie. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the song that the Bollywood number in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always forget crazy. that's gonna happen and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> Kelly, what but, would you have chosen? Oh, social network. Um yeah, right. the thing is, like you said, it's this is a movie that has grown with you or whatever. I saw the social network and I was like, I mean, granted, I was young, so I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a masterpiece, but I'm not like 100% on it, you know? And then the older I got, I was like, no, that's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. And this one is too, but in a way that like, you kind of have to dig into it to figure out that actually it's really solid, you know? So let's do our 2010 rankings. Sure. I can go first because I wrote them down. (laughs) I know Chad and Mark normally need a second. I I have been thinking about the cuff always. Uh, mine is number one, Social Network. Number two, Black Swan. Number three, Scott Pilgrim. Number four, 127 Hours. Number five, that is The King's Speech, which okay. I, I think is fine. Here comes mine with a, a wild take. Oh, um, boy. Not, not that wild, I guess. Uh, one, Social Network. Two, uh-huh. Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. Three, Black Swan. Uh-huh. Four, King's Speech. And uh-huh. 527 Hours. All good movies. I, I want it sure. known. I think that I'm... 27 hours is a good movie. I King's Speech is just, I think, more my type of movie than a, I, a one I unfortunately have to revise my list and also say I do think King's Speech over 127 hours, but it, they're close <laughs> in my mind. Okay. Um, I will but Mark, go. That's what we're saying. <laughs> no, that is not what we're saying, Mark. I will go with Scott Pilgrim in my number one slot, which I wouldn't have expected going into this, but wow. watching it today was very fun. Um, wow. and then social network, yeah, and then black swan, yeah, and then 127 hours, and then the yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Natalie, do you want to throw together a ranking of those five movies? Mine, my ranking would be marks with the caveat of I actually haven't seen 127 hours. Okay. Because I literally know I cannot handle that fucking movie. That movie right. will put me on the fucking ground unconscious if I watch that. I will yeah. tell you, and that's the power no of cinema. Way. Yeah. The, the the actual cutting off the arm part takes 20 minutes like 20 20 minutes. running absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, no. maybe not 20 minutes i thought that like the whole movie would be like him slowly sawing his arm off and having it takes about an hour for him to decide to cut his arm off yeah no and i remember whole- one time i read the content because that's how i decide on imdb is the right. content like mm-hmm. can i handle it and it described like where he cuts a nerve and i was like no. yeah it's gross that is the <laughs> the sound design in that part is so intense it's like yep, i was like no, really puts you happening. it makes you feel pain like truly yeah yeah i like didn't want to see that but at the same time it did make me spend the whole movie being like hey i think the <laughs> solution is you cut your arm off yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know you don't know what to do, but I think cutting your arm you off is the answer. Off. I think right. that's what Could you should be like, do. Hey, you before you there. drink all your water, cut your arm off. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, one day you're going to be in like a survival situation where your arm is trapped. Literally the not. Rock. This is going to no. happen. And you're going to immediately. I will have to go hiking to do that. You're within one hour of getting trapped. You're going to start cutting your arm off. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, someone's going to walk up and be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, what the we could have you didn't to. have to <laughs> just do wait that. a little bit. Yeah, just wait a second. Um, so the other thing we have to do here is, is this movie better than Hurt Locker, our current reigning champion? No, is Social Network, Network better than Hurt Locker? Yeah, that's what I said. And it is. It's not what I said, but... It's better yeah. than Hurt Locker. We all agree. It is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay, good. Cool. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Great. Why did I'm y'all not, pick I'm not Hurt a Locker? constant host, but I say yes. <laughs> I'm still pissed you picked Hurt Locker over No Country for Old Men, a movie that's better than the <laughs> I would like to fucking insane, and I'm still fucking pissed off about it. I don't know why you two motherfuckers picked that movie. The Hurt Locker? Are you fucking kidding me? Chad, Chad, look at me. Chad, look at me. I'm sorry. Not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. Hurt Locker is a good movie. Hurt Locker is a good movie. It's no country for old men. I did fucker. I didn't want us to be. I didn't want us to be the show that decided No Country for Old Men was the greatest I mean, movie of all I time. Think so, that's Social Network. To be. So Social Network would have beaten No Country, I think, pretty easily. Uh, oh, pretty we we Hunter have Rogers. already talked about. We have already talked about that the end. Uh, at the end of the show, we're going to take all of the winners and try again because <laughs> we just got tired but because the answer is titanic but we got tired of saying titanic every week <laughs> yeah. but the answer is probably titanic um or pirates of the caribbean um <laughs> or social network or social network hey but it's not the fucking Ellie. hurt locker hey. so what we normally do in this section and i forgot to inform my my boys but they have oh. the ability to do google um we tell people where they can find you and tell us what is a movie that you are looking forward to in the next couple weeks meaning uh Uh, like april or august 12th or august 13th and 20th for the weekends we kind of theatrical releases are depressing i have to say so i'm not supposed to talk about the movie i'm intensely hyped for this upcoming weekend uh, no, you can because it comes out on Amazon August 20th. Oh, so talk 20th. about that movie specifically. Yes. Well, I guess 
do I do plugs first or talk about the movie first? Because uh, I You do okay. one Hell same yeah. time. Uh, well, I mean, it, I can do it at the same time because I am at, uh, on Twitter, I am at CallieSmith92, but my name currently says a net fan account because <laughs> I am uh, beyond hyped for uh, Leos Carax and Sparks' Annette yep. this week. Um, Annette. A movie that seems to be have ma- made specifically for me in mm-hmm. every single regard and uh, not at all for one Cody Lunsford. No, nope. uh, <laughs> not very much. I may um, still say it, but. but um, I Do you know favorite. what Annette is yet? Because I know what Annette is. I know. Something you kept fishing. Some right? of the plots. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of the plot points. Um, okay. Heard a couple songs. Got it. Uh, tried to avoid. I started reading a big thread, and I, I was like, "Ah, wait, what am I doing?" <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yes, I know some of the stuff that happens in it, and it's gonna be a. It could be a sticky wicket. <laughs> There's. It, it is going to be a Mister Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, um, um, I'm excited about it though. Callie, you host the podcast. I do. I needed to plug that too. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I do host a Star Wars podcast, which uh. We'll hopefully start having episodes coming out soon um, where we're going into, you know, Mandalorian because who doesn't fucking love the Mandalorian? So you talked about previous Star Wars and we've all all three of us have been guests on it. Can people find the backlogs? Of course. Yes. Actually, Igniting the Spark is the name of the show. It's on, it's through Talk Film Society and it yep. does have its own feed now. So whoop, whoop. you can find that backlog and, and the new episodes uh, pretty much wherever I suppose you find your podcasts. I talked about Rise of Skywalker. Chad talked about Force Chad. Awakens. Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. And Mark, you talked about uh, Attack of the Clones. Of the clones. Baby. <laughs> all right. All those, all those seem pretty on brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mark, where can people find you and what movie are you excited for? Um, you can find me at Wallington Mark on all of the platforms. Um, I'm really digging for anything I'm looking forward to these next couple of weeks. Oh, I've got a couple, so. Uh, well, you didn't send a list, and I'm looking at some. Oh my god! I'm, <laughs> it's I'm not gonna. That hard. I guess I'm gonna say Reminiscence, a movie Fuck. that a trailer played, and I leaned over to my girlfriend and said, "This looks bad." So... No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. It looks good. It, look great. it looks bad. Oh, no, it Wait, looks is like is the new James Wan one, or is that the... no? That's it's, uh... it's the Hugh Jackman Becky Ferguson. Oh no, movie. that one does look terrible. The trailer is not my favorite trailer I've ever seen, but the concept is interesting. Right? Yes, That's I think it will be a better movie than the trailer implies. Yes. Yes. Have, Thank I... you, Callie. Yes, I got you, fam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's Lisa Joy. I'm interested to see no her do faith. movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, this looks overly complicated and like there's too much going on in the plot. And it was like from the person that brought you Westworld. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> Mark, you have to like, oh, what else? are you going to go see Paw Patrol? No, you're going to go see Reminiscence. <laughs> um, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mark, have you done your plugs? I wasn't, the I wasn't listening. I was yes. I did. Yeah. At for Wellington movie Mark that I'm on, looking forward to <laughs> on all platforms. And I think you for making me go second, by the way. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you guys say. So I got one. I'm, Go, Chad. I'm Chad at Chad A. Oliver uh, on all social media platforms. I have another podcast called uh, Lord of the Rings Sentence where I read the Lord of the Rings one sentence at a time. 
on a weekly schedule. Uh, I guess I'm looking forward to the night house. Kind of looks all right. Probably got some fun scares. Yeah. It's like a, it's a house just... that's one way and then it's reversed and there's oh, you know what? That does ghosts and stuff. And always down for more Rebecca Hall. So yeah. So, Becky Halls. Love her. Got Becky, Becky Halls. Halls and Becky Fergs in the same weekend. Hey. Uh Cody, what about what about you? All all the above. I, I, I think it's very interesting. None of us said free guy, which of course, like I'm not looking forward I... to seeing no. that movie. I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> I, I don't what? think I... I may see it at some point, but none of us said respect, which I think right. is funny yeah. because every time that trailer comes on, you know, me and my wife, we have a friend down here who we go see movies with occasionally and not as big of a movie person as we are. And so sees it and is like, oh, that looks good. And I was like, that looks like a piece of shit <laughs> because it looks like a very stereotypical yeah. paint by the numbers. Yeah. It's musical it's biopic. Rocket Man, it's Bohemian. No, Rocket Rocky Man's is. interesting. Rocket That's Man's the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Bohemian it's Rhapsody. It's interesting for the genre, but still like- I It still spend, falls in the tropes. I still oh, don't spend time definitely. thinking about Rocket Man. You know what I mean? I, like it's right. still- Bohe- But it is Bohemian and Rhapsody because yeah. you have them yeah. sitting there and yeah. like they start playing the piano and they're like, oh, he asked me. Ooh, that's pretty good. And it's like, shut <laughs> up. What about uh, ECT? <laughs> the part, the part where they like point out that her nickname is Re, and then cut to them going Re, Re, Re. Oh, yeah. Like, Fuck off. Come on. Like, yeah. I, like honestly, I, I think that my... trailer came on. Me and Callie have sat together and watched a Loretta Franklin concert film together. Yeah. Uh, Fucking unbelievable mm-hmm. movie. It gave me chills. Yeah. It was amazing. That trailer. Loretta Franklin. On it's fantastic. This yeah, is not she's good. Yeah. Her or the song. This is a or Jennifer movie. Hudson or anybody. No. It's it's. I think my favorite part of the trailer is when it's Mark Maron. And he's like, <laughs> I know. Hello. Right? I, have you ever heard of someone called it is Aretha me, Franklin? Mark Maron? Have you heard of a ring for Franklin? But Mark Maron should be playing every single stereotype producer role until. <laughs> oh the sure. Oh, yeah. Like, Here's the thing. Just good casting. We all are going to have to watch this film, even though we oh, don't want oh, to, yeah. because it will be nominated for Oscars. For yep, for the very yeah, exactly. Hudson's going to get a nom. Yes, and she will probably do an original song at the end, and it'll be fine. We simply, right. we simply have to watch the movie. I, I don't know what to tell if Callie. Be you don't like, have like to. Voting. It's like voting. You know, <laughs> right. you have to do your civic duty and go see the fucking biopic. It's right. right. It's you honestly more like watching the debates. Yeah, the, like, yeah the that's political what it is, debates. Yeah. Like, like this is gonna suck. I'm gonna hate it. I know exactly what's gonna most happen. Most people yeah. aren't gonna watch it, but they're gonna form an opinion on it. <laughs> right. right, but like. We're, Mark, we're voting based on this and I have to have to yeah. have an informed opinion. Mark and Chad, because of the nature of this podcast being yeah. so Oscar focused, yeah. we simply have to watch it. But this and is going to be this is going to be the Joe Biden of movies. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like, I guess I'm glad Jennifer Hudson has another Oscar, I guess. Nomination. <laughs> I know it feels like God, it feels like Gaga's year, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe. she definitely I mean, feels like it's Adam hard. Driver's year just because he's. It does feel like Adam box. Driver's like, year. It's hard to think of a Star Is Born not being Gaga's year. I mean, she won an Oscar that year for songwriting, like right, but she didn't win it for acting. So yeah. maybe she gets it this year because the narrative may be Hudson already has one because mm. yeah. she won and for Dreamgirls. 
I genuinely thought, and this is as an Adam Driver stan, I say this, that she was the most interesting performance I was singing in the House of Gucci trailer. Like I was yes. like, I was like, Adam is doing his best. That's fine. I am so invested in what's happening with Lady Gaga right now. God, I'm <laughs> so excited for Jared Leto to get a best supporting actor <laughs> nomination. Honestly, oh, don't look you it's happening. <laughs> Or really, it's, it's um, the I hope that they win the hair and makeup Oscar for what they did. To uh, they will. Oh, they will I'm sure. Or will last duel because in that one they were like, hey, what if the haircuts were fucked up? What if um, everybody was <laughs> fucked up and Adam Driver as the rapist looked hot as fuck? <laughs> right. Like that that was that was their <laughs> angle. That the plot of Great. Awesome. It's kind of the plot of that movie. Yes. Yikes. Um it's gonna be better than it seems. Um, oh, it looks good, genuinely, but yeah, that's and what's the, happening. The writing team and the way they approach it is really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd, the movie I am excited for because I pay attention when Sundance is happening. Oh boy, is the film Coda, which is releasing on oh, Apple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple oh. TV Plus, which is the child of death adults i guess yes. is what it is yeah. um and is it it's a sequel to um ace aoc god no it is not <laughs> gosh <laughs> that is one of those deep cuts where we know exactly what you're talking about but <laughs> yeah. like um I but never heard a single solitary person even you guys talk about <laughs> that movie right but, like, but we all know that it exists yeah right um but coda is it marley matlin's time for a second oscar nomination really seems like probably um i'm i'm really interested in this movie it got a lot of good buzz out of sundance and it had a kind of buzz that continued which is not always true of sundance mm. there's a lot of people who um have continued to rank it very high after the festival buzz so we will see what kind of impact it makes um it is supposedly coming to theaters as well um, so we will see what happens there. But I'm I'm really excited about that movie. We're hitting, we're in the weird time where, I mean, Oscar movies are starting and blockbusters at the same time. It's, it's yeah. a good, good We're kind of, of in between them a little bit right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we get Suicide Squad as of recording this, but yeah. Uh, like it, it, I mean, yeah, as of recording. But after that, it feels like uh, blockbusters that they gave up on. And are just going to drop late, hoping that it's a fallow period. Well, and Oscar nominees that they gave up on and are dropping early, hoping to get some buzz. Yeah. Mixed in with like some exciting, like, I mean, you've got Candyman coming, you've got yeah. Shang-Chi, yes. yes. you've got Malignant. But like I, these two weeks specifically are. Yes, these uh, two weeks are dicey. Depressing. <laughs> but we do, right. we do have. Eyes of Tammy Faye coming, which holy yes, fucking shit. Oh boy. I'm so excited for that movie. And guys, guys, Cry Macho is coming. Cry Macho is coming. I have I, no faith in Cry Macho. I don't know what that movie is. I've not heard of this it's movie. Clint Eastwood. It's Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh, he's playing he's playing a character in Clint Eastwood movie. Ooh. It's, it sounds Imagine pretty good to that. me. <laughs> it sounds pretty good to me. I really like the mule. Um, he plays a washed-up rodeo star. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are you telling me? You're telling me you're not into that? You're telling me you don't want to stick Clint Eastwood? Um, anyway. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how to end the show. Um, you've got a quote. Joking. Um, 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, uh, hey, Callie, what's the best movie of uh, the 2010s? Or of 2010? Yeah. Hey, Chad. Yeah. What's the best movie of 2010? It's a social network, but I mean, the best movie of our lifetime so far, I'm still going to say is No Country for Old Men. Uh, but it's not, so you have to the, get the correct answer. Big news. Hey, Mark, what's mm-hmm. the best fucking movie of 2010? It's The Social Network. Hey, Cody, what's the best movie of 2010? The best movie of 2010 is Social Network, which is also the best movie of our lifetimes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, <clears throat> I have to go pee to DeBorda. <laughs> Next episode, we are talking about The Adventures of 1010. It is streaming on Paramount Plus or Hulu or wherever you find movies to rent. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>